0: Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Woo! My God. My God. I wanna first thank our shepherd of this house, Pastor Katani. She has been off working, y'all. She has been off working for a $77 million deal that we're trying to put together. And with God's help, it's gonna be put together and let you guys know this little church that have a lot of vacant seats in it, we're going to do some absolutely great things for God. Absolutely great things for God. I'm telling you now, it just takes a little faith. I've struggled this week. And for those of you that know me, I'm a, I'm a very transparent individual because I hid so much stuff in my life that's the only way I know how to be and I struggled I've been struggling now for the last three or four weeks I've been disconnected I've been uninspired I've been challenged I've been stuck I even had a chance to talk with my brother Bernard after men's meeting and I just couldn't put a finger on it until I got this call from my sister to say do you want to preach? I had turned her down two other times that I've been asked because I wasn't connected. I wasn't plugged in. Has uh, anybody ever had their parent call them by their full name? Anybody? My my son even said that. He raised his hand. The Holy Spirit said, Derek Lamont Washington. Uh, Derek Lamont Washington. But when I heard it, my head just went down. And I just went on over because there was a lot of crying this week. There was a lot of teary eyes this week. and so it was time to come before you. It's not something that I endeavor to do come before you because it's hard because I know I'm going to get a whooping when I go to preach because he ministers to me before I ever minister to you. And I got beat up this week, I took some shots. And so we are gonna get into it today. This is a a story that you guys have, have heard. It's a story that is powerful. So if you will get your Bibles to Matthew 17, and we're going to read verses 14 through 20. Matthew 17, verses 14 through 20. And as it has become a custom in our home, if you wouldn't mind standing for the word, I'll read it quickly and succinctly. Matthew 17 verses 14 through 20. When they came to the crowd I' take these glasses off because I can't see. That's a shame, I know. A man approached Jesus and knelt before him. "Lord, have mercy on my Son," he said. He seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls in the fire and into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy, and he was healed that very moment. When the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible. Y'all say that with me. Nothing will be impossible. You may be seated for you. May God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. So the big idea... For that text today, that I want to go over with you, is Jesus will challenge us to deepen our faith to address a lifestyle of unbelief. Uh, Jesus will challenge us to deepen our faith to address a lifestyle of unbelief The sermon title I came up with and then you've heard it before How deep is your faith Is it is it ankle high Is it knee high Is it chest high How deep is your faith and I want to set it up by making sure we understand that a miracle took place in this passage this thing that had this boy, this unclean spirit Jesus called it out and that's the supernatural and when I begin to speak and when he began to speak to me over this week what he said Derek, you don't operate too much in the supernatural if at all You do things in the natural. You try to accomplish things that need a supernatural answer with a natural response. See, the, see the, the component between the natural and the supernatural is a thing called faith. It's a thing called faith that connects those two points. And if you've been dealing with problems, whether they be with you or like this man with his own son. He was dealing with major issues and the Bible tells us that the son has had these problems all through his childhood. And what you gather from that is he was trying natural means for something that took a supernatural work, a miracle. And so we got to begin to understand what that means. What does is, what is this faith walk mean? God doesn't want to do miracles without me and you. And what we've become accustomed to doing is praying and hope the miracle happens. But God doesn't exclude us. He includes us in the miracle. So if you go to a deeper version in Mark 9 where it details it out a little bit more for you. Jesus asked the man, do you believe? Do you believe? Because those that believe, all things are possible. But do we believe that? Do we believe that? Do we, does our lifestyle represent a lifestyle of faith and belief that the supernatural can be done in our life? Because that's what he asked the man and the man said quickly, I believe, but help my unbelief and that's where I've been I've lived in a space of unbelief yeah the preacher me me the elder the ones that been walking this thing for a long time me struggling to walk it out struggling to do it over and over and over again struggling with unbelief, but what I began to learn is unbelief is so powerful. When you read Matthew 13, towards the end of the chapter, Jesus said because they had so much unbelief that he did little miracles there. Isn't that what he said, Pastor James? That's what he said. Because they got too familiar And we didn't reverence him. So he didn't come to the spot to give out miracles because they didn't believe in the miracles. So he didn't do much there. Not that he couldn't. But when you get around people that don't believe, see, restoration has been. Prophesied over as a house of where miracles are going to be coming from. And I came by to tell Restoration when Bishop prophesied that over us that we will never become a house of miracles if unbelief resides here. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty. So we got to deepen our faith. Jesus has come to challenge us to deepen our faith to address a lifestyle of unbelief. Restoration, those of you in land of internet land, how deep is your faith? See, we let me make it clear for the man, and then we're going to get through, and we're going to track through the story, and I'm going to be done. The man came to Jesus. A concerned parent came to Jesus over his child that's been going through the issues. Some versions of the Bible says he was an epileptic. We know he had mental issues. Today, he may have an addiction. He was suicidal. And he said, I no longer can do this in the natural. I got him take him to somebody that can handle it. So we have to be aware of that. The man's faith was insufficient for the problem. There's levels to this thing. Especially when you're dealing with a spiritual problem, right? So let's begin to read here. Start at uh, 15. He says, Lord, have mercy on my son. He seizes and he's suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. (laughs) I brought him to the people that you authorized to deal with unclean spirits, and they couldn't handle it. Let me read that for you, Mark 10, 1. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. That's, that's Mark 10:1, if you want to find it. He gave the disciples authority over this kind of thing. And the man comes to him and says to him, I brought my son to the people you said that are authorized to make this happen. And they could not make it happen. This is how I know I had a bad week, a bad month. I received a phone call from a person in this congregation that comes to my community group. And on the other end of the phone was a frantic young person that needed my help. He said, Pastor D, I think my sibling has a curse or a demon in him. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle it. So what I did was I called one of the elders that I know can handle it to take care of it. Just passed the buck. That's how I knew. I was struggling in my faith. The reason I I can be so truthful is because I don't ever want it to happen again. There may be some training that I need. I I won't disregard that. But the fact of the matter that I didn't do much helping, I did a lot of diverting. how deep is my faith? So I struggled. It was embarrassing to me. The situation did get rectified, but I wasn't a part of the miracle. Let's go on because I'll beat myself up and (laughs) keep beating myself up. uh, Verse 17 says, y'all listen to this, and I'm going to just break this. Just just listen to this. This is in red letter in my Bible. So who's speaking? You unbelieving and perverse generation. Who is he talking to? Disciples, the people there, you unbelieving and perverse generation. He said a generation. That's a lot of people. Y'all are unbelieving. You have little faith that things can be handled. Sounds like my situation. Sounds like my situation. And then he goes on, let me, let me just read, because wow. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Now that's how I think I should say it. Is that kind of how it sounded? Did they not get on Jesus' reserve nerve? Now y'all tell me, is frustration a sin? Is frustration a sin? Talk to me, is frustration a sin? No. Jesus was frustrated. And I would lead to believe Jesus is frustrated with you and I. That same frustration lands on me and may land on some of you. I won't call all of you, but some of you. He was frustrated. Have you guys ever got a, rhythm, a, a rhythmic whooping? I told you not. Boy, you better not run. I told you. You, you, you keep doing Brighton Styles Washington I'm a have y'all ever got a whooping like that? Huh? I mean just felt like a whooping. That's what he was giving them. A rhythm, rhythmic whooping. I mean, I mean, I think that's why our kids rap, right? I mean, we was rapping before rap started, right? I, told, I mean, on the ones and twos, y'all. I mean, I mean, you was in rhythm with that thing. And I, and, and that's just how I feel. The 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 uh, the message Bible says it really cool, really cool. It says, "What a generation, no sense of God." no focus to your lives how many times do I have to go over these things what do I got to show you for you to believe and have faith that I can take you from the natural to the supernatural if you get your life together see this faith is not a destination it's a lifestyle You can't just show up and think, because I come to church on a Sunday and I do whatever I want Monday through Saturday, that that's going to be the end of it. He was talking to me. I don't know if he's talking to you, but he was talking to me. Faith is more than that. Faith is a lifestyle. You have to do it and have to intentionally do it every single day. So he was hot. Verse 18. Jesus rebuked, the, Remember, they brought the boy to him. Jesus took care of it quickly. Matthew has a long, or excuse me, Mark has a longer version of that. And he took care of it. Just imagine in your own lives the situations that you're carrying today. Things that have been going on for five and 10 and 20 years. What Jesus, I want to make it plain of what he told me. What Jesus is saying to us, the reason that you haven't been able to overcome that issue is because you keep dealing with it in the natural. That's what he said to me. You keep trying, To give a spiritual thing a remedy that isn't from me and if you just would get your lifestyle the way that you need to get it what i just did with this young boy you will be able to do it too did he not say that he said didn't he say something to the i'm I'm paraphrasing didn't he say Uh, you will be able to do greater things. Do y'all, the Bible readers, do y'all remember that? You will be able to do greater things than me. But what did it say before that? What does it say before that? If you believe in me, if you believe in me, belief is powerful, y'all is just as powerful as unbelief. So we got to understand that. So where was I? 18. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed all that moment. 19. When the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Lord, why couldn't we do this? Lord, we've been walking with you for a long time. You gave us authority, you sent us out two by two. Why couldn't we do this? Does this Christianity thing really work, Lord? Did you really give us authority to do the things that you've called us to do? Does it work? That was their question. Here was his answer. He replied, Because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And that's interesting to me. Because when we begin to see little, and, and people did sermons about this all the time, and I don't know if I got it. You can put a thousand mustard seeds in your pocket and it won't even bulge. That, that, that's how small a mustard seed is, right? Right? the mustard seed. He's talking about the life that lives in the mustard seed. See, God begins with the end in mind. He's already seen it. He recognizes what's in the mustard seed. And if you plant it and you nurture it and you live, that mustard seed will generate an 8 to 10 foot tree that will house animal, uh, birds and it, it will be tall, it will be big, it will be strong. God begins with the end in mind. So when he's talking to the disciple, he's, disciples, he's saying to them, your life I've already seen it. And if you would just nurture your lifestyle, if you would just do the things that I called you to do, you wouldn't have to go through all the issues that you're going through today. But because we want to do our own thing in our own way, that's problematic to living in the supernatural. So that thing that's been burdening you for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to be stuck there. Because your life child lifestyle never changes. He doesn't want to exclude you from the miracle. He wants to include you in the miracle. Why? So he can get the glory. so he can get the glory. He doesn't get the glory if he just goes and does it on his own. He needs you, he needs me to work the miracle here on earth so we can give him glory. Hallelujah. Y'all gotta take this serious because that's what I got beat up over all week. Derek, I need you. But if you're going to keep fronting and faking, I can't use you to bring me glory. Y'all, that's deep. That was deep for me. That mustard seed faith. How deep is your faith? Now, I'm going to end. I'm I'm almost done. It's 9.55. That's a record for me, right? That's a record. God just wanted me to give you a succinct word, something that you can chew on, something that you can get, something that you can be reminded when you walk out the doors and not just go about your day and if you're like me, get on the couch watching NFL football. See, I call it out. I call it out sometimes it hurts sometimes it hurts but I have to call it out because I wouldn't be doing what God wants me to do and wants me to be if I didn't one example or illustration from the Bible and then one illustration from my personal life illustration from the Bible Jesus gets up hungry one morning and he looks off into the distance and he sees a tree with a whole bunch of nice, luscious leaves on it. And as he approaches, looking good, as he approaches this tree, now remember I started off saying, Jesus was hungry and he approaches this tree and it was a fig tree and the fig tree with all these luscious leaves didn't have one fruit on it, not one. Jesus was hungry. He came to a tree that was full. Hoping to get a fig from the tree. And there was nothing there. The tree's lifestyle. I don't know where it went wrong. Maybe in his younger years he had a few figs on it. I don't know. But when Jesus walked up on it. It had no figs, a lot of us, me too, walking around with no figs on our tree. We can't help nobody. We can't love nobody. Y'all, that's important. He's saying that tree, he's saying you and me, we don't live life, lives of substance so that we can help someone else so God can get the glory. So what did he do to that tree? Do y'all know what he did to that tree? Y'all Bible readers? Dog. Jesus said, you will have no more fruit forever. And the tree on the spot wilted up and died. Y'all, we got to hear the story, the parables. It's only if you believe this thing is true. You might be walking because this is something to do. But if you read this word, this word will tell you what's going on and how to live your lives, how to live my life. You don't want to be a tree that doesn't have any figs. God doesn't have use for you. That's what the Word says, not Derek. Don't get mad at me. That's what the Word says. And I'm not just talking about being in here, being in church and doing church stuff. It's when you get outside the doors. Are you helping anybody? Or are you just helping yourself? Last illustration. Went to the doctor this week, on Wednesday. And basically, you know, people around here call me Pastor D. Some call me Elder D. When I went into the appointment, I was Heavy D. Overweight, preacher in the house. (laughs) So heavy D walked through the door. Blood pressure borderline. Pre-diabetes. I know women don't do this. 311.7 weight, 311 pounds and seven ounces. See, it took overweight to a new level, didn't it? Making it plain. Here's the thing. I've been crying on this same stage for 10, 15 years since that dude was a baby my weight has fluctuated some of you have encouraged me because I've asked for it I've cried on this stage I've cried at home talking about I'm not going to be with my family and none of it has worked because I was dealing with an overweight issue in the natural hear what I'm saying I'm talking real life now. I'm talking my life now. So what God has told me to do and the reason I had to get before you because I put my business in the street because either I'm going to do it or I'm not. It ain't no sense for me to keep crying about it and do it. Either you're gonna do it or you're not. Either you're gonna walk this walk or you're not. Either you wanna live in the supernatural or you don't. There's no in-between, there's no in-between. So this go around, I'm gonna approach it from the spiritual. So give me one year and we'll see what happens. Give me one year. And here will be the things that I begin to address. How much time am I spending with the Lord on a daily basis? I can tell you now it's not much. So the word tells me to write it down and make it plain. So tonight when my family goes to bed because they got to go to work and school, I'm going to get in my posture. And get in my chair at my desk and I'm going to begin to map out spiritually what I need to do along with some things that I can do to help me with this weight problem. Because when you attack it spiritually, your spiritual life has to get together. Because I've been dealing with this for so long. The natural doesn't work. So now it's time to go to the spiritual. Do you hear me? Do you hear me today? It's 10.05. All right, I I ain't going to go longer, but God, God put this quickly on my heart. And I want you guys to go study it. Just because he put it on my heart while I was going through this. Y'all always hear the thing about the talents, right? The the, one got one, another got two, another got five. One went and buried his talent, right? Think of that as his lifestyle. He buried the talent that God gave him. He did not use the talent to glorify God. The other two did. They glorified him. They doubled what they gave him. And then they came back and shared it with the master. They didn't want any of his shine. And then the master wrapped his arm around them and said to them, Come share in my blessings. That's how you go from the natural to the supernatural. You bring God's blessings from your talents. Glorify him and bring it back to him and give him the glory. And he'll make sure you're taken care of for the rest of your days. So I'm done, It wasn't dramatic dramatic that I ended on, but I will end on this. I will end on this. Without Him, you cannot. Without you, He will not. Without Him, you cannot. Without you, he will not. Amen. Amen. So I want to make an appeal to everybody that has struggled just like I have with this thing called unbelief, with this challenge of changing our lifestyle. If anybody is facing, don't be embarrassed. Sometimes, sometimes it takes being embarrassed just like I was to come up front come on elders come on elders and let everybody stand if God did anything for you over these 35 minutes that we were together and it shook anything loose and you need prayer And you want to come up with one of our elders to just pray with them and to ask God to show me how to live a life of faith. Or you just need prayer because you're struggling in your spirit. You're struggling in your spirit. You're struggling. You need God this morning. And you're not ashamed. You're not ashamed. I want you to just come down and, 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 and you don't even have to tell the people where, and if you don't want to, you can just kneel at the altar or you can kneel in your seat or you can raise their hand and I'll see you and I'll ask one of them to come over and pray with you. But when we start, begin talking about unbelief. I don't want you to be stuck in your life. I don't want you to be stuck like I've been. This thing is, it's real, guys. What we do and who we are as Christians, it's real. And we gotta be serious about our walk if we want things to happen in our lives. It's real. gotta begin to act and carry ourselves in a manner that God begins to minister to us to get to those places where we need to get to. Don't take this time for granted. Sometimes you just gotta make a first step. Sometimes you just gotta say, Lord, I throw my hands up. I need you, Father. I can't do it on my own. I know there's some things I need to correct. I know there's some things that's just not right. And I need your help today, Lord. I need your help today. Not tomorrow. Today. That issue is a spiritual issue. And you need a supernatural God to be able to deal with the issue that you're running with today. Especially if that issue has been over time. You gotta get on your knees, you gotta pray about how to help either yourself or that person. God loves you today. He loves you every day. Whether we're in unbelief or not, He just can't use you when you're in that state. So we gotta get out of that state. It takes prayer, it takes fasting. It's interesting that verse 21 is only in the King James Bible where he says, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. They have taken that out of a lot of translations. Some of them have notes that say, back in the old days, he says, you can pray and fast. No, that's true today. Sometimes you got to go without to hear him. We got to be cleansed on the inside in order to hear him. Wednesday, we've been fasting now every Wednesday because we're praying about our pastoral search and we fasted each and every day. And I've participated in that fasting because I want to hear better. I want to be better. I want to glorify him better. praying with them. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your words today. I thank you for the opportunity to come before you and put my life on display, Father. Because I'm nothing but a filthy rag, Lord God. And I thank you for cleaning me up and be able to say exactly what you want me to say when you want me to say it and not be afraid going further. Father God, we need you. They talk about a great falling away. Our young people aren't coming to the Lord anymore because they see what our old people are doing and how they're living and how we're living so they don't come. We need to change that, Father God. Time is getting short. You told us in your word you're not going to be with us much longer. (laughs) And I'm tired of telling you things over and over again. Let us listen, Father God. We love you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen.